Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast, a podcast that we are uh, very seriously considering calling the Truthican Podcast. Um, we like the sound of that, and we don't want people getting confused about nonsense, like we're just complete idiots, um, just spewing nonsense. Um, we're only some, half idiots. We're only half idiots. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a hard habit to break because for 36 episodes in a row, I've said, welcome to the Nonsense Podcast. But um, if nobody cares, I think we're going to switch it to the truth again. And uh, we always have a lot to talk about. And first thing we're probably going to talk about is the incident in the subway in New York City and more about Tucker Carlson and whether World War III is ramping up, the threat of it. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about Michelle Obama running for president, which no one has said that, obviously, in like the news or anything, but um, I think that that is eventually going to happen. I think they're going to get to the point where they have no choice but to break out Michelle. I think she's there like ace in the hole, so to speak. I think she's going to be, I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the Obama household where he's like, baby, it's not going to come to that. He's like, she's like, bullshit. It's going to come to that. They're going to make me do it. And I don't want to fucking do it. They're going to talk about my dick. And <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if she is going to, I, I can't picture that, but I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't know. She never seemed overly political to me. The best speech that she gave was during like the, I think it was the Democrat uh, like convention or something where she was like, I wake up every morning in a house that was built by slaves. And everybody's like, oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> but that was like the best line that she ever said. And that made her that's like when everybody started being like, she should be president. Instead of Trump, because Trump's terrible. Yeah, well, it would. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote a joke about you, you remember when her and Trump uh, tied for person of the year or whatever, or maybe she was the female and he was the male or whatever. No, I uh, don't remember that. But well, it was like la it was like his last few months of the presidency and they voted him the person of the year and her the female of the year. Maybe they just tied for it. But. Anyway, my joke was uh, they should arm wrestle for who's number one. And then I go, but that's not fair. He's an old man and she played college football. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe uh, the the conspiracy out there that she's in fact a dude and uh, that her real name is Michael LeVar Robinson, who played college football. Um, oh, I didn't hear that specific part of it. I just watched her wiener dangle around on Ellen and was like, yeah, that's probably a wiener. <laughs> Have you seen the, uh, I, I forget who it was, but he offered $10,000 to anyone who. Who could provide uh, a, a pregnant picture of Michelle Obama. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody's defense is always like, lots of people don't want their picture taken when they're pregnant. And I'm just like, bullshit. Like every fucking mom out there is like, oh my God, look at my belly. Look yeah. how big it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's always weirded me out a little bit that it's like, like it would be so simple if she had both of those kids to just find a random picture of her being pregnant. Yeah. But they don't exist. They do exist now because of AI and shit. 
people have made a bunch of them, but none of them are real. Really? I've never seen any of the, even the fake ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been in the last like couple of weeks since the technology has existed to just type in whatever you want. Okay. You know, they have like horse or uh, Trump with no shirt on on a horse and he just looks all ripped on the back of a horse and shit. It's like the same technology that they're like Michelle Obama pregnant and it's just perfectly her pregnant. But speaking of, I guess it's sort of I wonder if I can. Oh, how do I share? I just want to show. A picture. What do I do here? Nope, it won't let me. Damn it. It was a funny picture, too. Hold on here. Maybe I can share my screen. I'm just going to share the whole fucking thing. Do it. Is it being shared? Oh, Chrome has lost permission to capture your screen. What? All right. Well, fuck that. Anyway, it was just a meme that I thought was funny, and it's... uh. Like an old timey, like 50s cartoon picture of like a mother at the kitchen table and her daughter is standing next to her and her daughter says, Mommy, I think I'm a boy. And the mom says, Well, you're not. <laughs> and that's the end of it, you know. But I just thought it made a cool little did thing. I did I tell you Mike Merrifield's joke? Do you know Mike Merrifield? Yeah, you yeah. know him. Yeah. Um Anyway, he's really funny, and uh, my, another fr- another Mike friend of mine named Mike Faverman was telling me when we we took a walk together in Vegas, and he goes, he goes, Mike Merrifield had the best joke about um, genders. He goes, if I had a dollar for every gender that's uh, out there now, I would, I would have, have two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that video of him saying that. That was pretty funny. And that's one of those jokes where you're just like, damn it, how did I not think of that? Uh-huh. Uh, Mike Merrifield, that dude is funny. Um, before we really get into the podcast, um, we should talk a little bit about your special, dude. That's a we talked a little bit about it, but it was at the very end of the podcast last week. Um, that's coming up pretty soon, and it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal, and it's coming up so soon. And I'm like, like I don't get nervous for comedy, like when I do regular shows or whatever. But when it's something that I know is important, I know that I'm, my fucking arm's gonna be shaky and shit. I'll be holding the mic, and you'll see my hand doing that shit. I don't like it. I don't like this feeling. I'm just hoping that between we're recording both shows on Saturday night, and hopefully they'll be packed, and hopefully I'm doing an hour each show, so hopefully I can do enough different stuff each show that we can mush it all together and make like one good hour. That's a special, but I don't think I'm going to, I was talking to Dustin Kaufman, who's the owner of the club that I'm doing the the special at. And we were talking about like what material I should do and whatnot. And like, I I don't know if I, uh, first of all, most of my coronavirus stuff is not topical anymore. You know, people don't want to hear that COVID was bullshit or more bullshit than they said that it was you know people are kind of over it now so it's not as like shocking as it was in may of 2020 when i was like is this even real like people would laugh at that but now it's like like sometimes i'll be like remember coronavirus like boy we're lucky that whole thing turned out to be fake huh and people kind of laugh at that but 
uh, me and Dustin determined that I'll my the special itself will probably get a lot more traction if there's not fucking like one side of the political aisle sort of material on there. So I'm probably just going to do my normal set of like drinking and driving jokes and drug jokes and my wiener and that kind of stuff. And hopefully it's just like a nice family friendly. special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to confuse you or, or make you uh, waffle on it any more than you probably already are. But I don't know. I kind of like that stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll between both shows, I'll probably pepper in some of it. And, you know, if it goes well, then I'll put it in the special. But if it's just sort of like mediocre, that's why we're recording two hours worth of stuff to make one hour of a special, because if a joke doesn't land, then I'm not going to put it in the special, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like the stuff that I used to you know, when all this stuff first started happening, I would joke about it. It wouldn't get laughs. And now lately it's been killing. Like I had this joke about uh, coronavirus being compared to the AIDS virus. And I was like, I think that's a bit of a stretch. You know, no one with AIDS ever said my symptoms are mild. And, and when <laughs> during this, at the beginning of it, rather, no one laughed at that. And now it gets a huge laugh. Um, so it's weird. I, there's a lot of stuff that I have like that, that I almost quit doing and I would just do it because I'm stubborn and I thought the crowd wanted to hear it sometimes. And now they're laughing at it wherever I go. I think more and more people realize like, oh, well, that was yeah, well, you know. and that's that's why I'm torn on it, you know, because like I but a lot of my stuff, it, it, the coronavirus stuff, at least just seems dated but i don't know maybe i'll try it i'm doing uh some i'm going to florida next week so i'll have a week there to practice stuff and i'm doing like a brunch show in uh, oklahoma city uh on the 21st on a sunday which i'm sure is gonna just be sold out uh so i'll practice there too and i'll i'll determine what fits where and that kind of stuff but i don't know well, I'm not going to pretend that Bill Burr and I are best friends or anything, but um, and I haven't talked to him on the phone in a long time, but we did hang out a little bit a few years ago when I opened for him in uh, Orlando at the Improv, and uh, he gave me his number, and I would call him every now and again, and I had this thing that I, was, that I filmed at the Laugh Factory that, without getting into all that, it could have been a big deal for my career, and it turned out not to be because it wasn't marketed right and blah, 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 but... Um, I was pretty nervous about it, and I called him like three weeks before I filmed it and was asking him some advice about it, and he was like, you know how I know you're a good comedian? You're calling me three weeks before this thing to tell me you're fucking nervous. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, yeah, and uh, um, he, goes, he goes, you know, this is going to sound cheesy, but um, Louis C.K. gave me this advice. He goes, just have fun. As, as cheesy as that sounds, just have fun. You're never going to remember every tagline. You're never going to remember everything. And I remember he's giving me this advice. And uh, I'm like listening with my phone, my ear pressed against the, the thing. And I hear him go, ah, you're not going to let me over, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, sorry, Tim. Um, to Bill Bird of me, which my thing didn't go anywhere. But I remember when they when I did film that, um, for some reason, I'm all, I get nervous about everything. And 
I was not nervous at all walking into that thing. I was just like, I was almost worried because I was so not nervous, you know? Right. Um, like, what's wrong? Something's got to be wrong. I should yeah. care more. I'm going to get out there and completely freeze or whatever. But so anyway, that would be my advice from uh, two of the best to ever do it is uh, just have fun. Yeah. And you're going to be in your hometown. And, and uh, I find, too, that the more grateful you are, you know, like this is really cool that I'm doing this. You know, like I, I remember walking into the Laugh Factory and I had a spot that night and Dave Chappelle was on stage. And at first I was like, oh, shit, I gotta follow Dave Chappelle. And then I was like, dude, how freaking cool is it that I'm getting ready to follow Dave Chappelle and that I'm on the same show as he is? And then all of a sudden it just went away, you know, like this is cool and it's not going to last forever. So and you've worked hard for it. You've been doing this for over 20 years and killing it for a long time. And people should know who you are. People should know who I am, too. It pisses me off. Like, I'll, I'll get this little bit of traction, like, on YouTube or whatever. And okay. I have goosebumps because you said that. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. But, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I mean, you were one of the guys. And looking back now, like, to me, you had been doing it, like, 10 years. But from what I understand, you started when? In, like, 99? 99, yeah. And I started in like August of 2000. So you were like just as open Mikey as I was at that point. But I still remember walking into like those first few months of open mic and being like, man, I can't wait until I'm as good as this guy. But you yeah. were just like a six month open micer at the time. So like that's it's always weird to me to be like, it's sort of like like when I was a sophomore in high school, like the guys that were seniors at the time, I was like, man, like that guy's so much older and more mature than me. And now I'm like 41 and that guy's 42 and a half. And it's like, we're the same, dude. We're like at the same level of life. Yeah. Yeah. It was that way in wrestling, too. You know, like my senior year of high school, I went undefeated and won a state title. And and I would look back at people that did that. And I still in my head are like, that guy was so much better than me. Like, no, he wasn't. You did the same fucking thing he did, you know, like, but when I was a freshman or something and I would see someone do that, I'm like, man, that guy's amazing. But I still don't think of myself as being that way. Right, Even though I did the same, ended up doing the same shit. Yeah. And freshmen at the time were probably like, whoa, like, man, I can't wait till I, I can do the shit that that guy does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you're going to do great and it's going to be fun and I'm happy for you. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I don't know. I hope they market it the right way and all that shit. And I'm sure they will. Um, the Laugh Factory, I don't want to get into all of it, but it was a different deal for me. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, like I put out this thing yesterday and it, it within like an hour, it had almost 2000 views and like a hundred and something likes on YouTube. And then they just put the kibosh on it and it doesn't go anywhere because they, for whatever reason, I'm like, just let people see me, you dicks. You know, yeah. like they, they just stop doing it. It's like they open the, the same way, dude. Yeah. It's like they open the door just a little bit like, hey, see the party? And then they're like, fuck off. You can't come in. <laughs> I'm like, no, let me in. I yeah. can party. I can party, too. Mine's the same way, dude. I'll post a, a YouTube short or something. And my I just whistled on accident there. Uh, I'll post like a YouTube short. And uh, Within like 10 minutes, it's got like 1.5 thousand views and then it just caps off at like 1.6 thousand. And yeah. I'm like, what? Like, just keep showing it to people. People like it. You know, I post, yeah. I go by percentages, you know, and like if you get 100 views, then you should have like one like. 
So if I have a thousand views and I have 25 likes instead of 10, then I'm like, okay, this one's doing really well. And then they'll still just stop showing it to people. Yeah. The other day I posted one and it only had like 53 views, but it had like 29 likes. And I'm like, this would, everybody would love this. So yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure what the algorithm is. And I don't know if anybody really knows for sure. People will say certain tips and stuff. I don't know. Do you know who Greg Warren is? Oh yeah, I know Greg really well. Yeah, he like never really posted much online until the last month or two. And then he had like three quality like headline sets, like with good video and good sound and like a great angle and background and all that stuff. And he just started posting reels on Instagram. And I mean, like if you go through and look at his reels, I mean, almost every one of them have at least a hundred thousand and some of them have millions, you know. And he's like, I just posted every day for 30 days. And uh, and I was like, what's the secret? And he's like, that is the secret. Just post every day. And I'm just listening to him thinking like, I fucking do that. Like, what's the better secret? But nobody knows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you go, if you looked at my YouTube, you know, you can, if you go to your YouTube studio or whatever it's called on your, your channel, you can see the percentages and I don't have one video that's not in the 90, like 90% likes is the lowest I have on any video. And I've got like 170 videos up. They're all like 95% likes. And some of them have like 40 something thousand views. One of them has almost 900,000. And I'm like, that's a high percentage. Why don't you dickheads just make me a star? And they were for a minute. And then I started joking about the wrong thing or whatever. And then all of a sudden they just, and I'm like, people didn't stop liking me. You know, it's, it's fucking frustrating, but just going to keep trying to do the right thing and writing every night. And I find that God or the universe or whoever you want to give the credit to whenever I do the right thing blesses me. So that's what I have to continue to do. And, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm happy for you. And, and we've been talking for almost 20 minutes, but this is the kind of stuff that we're going to have to chop up and put on facebook and everywhere else so maybe those buttholes will let people see it right because every like, time well, we, we just talk about comedy and you know trump actually won the election but we don't have to put that part on the yeah on the and thread. covid and covid's a lie and the election was stolen and uh <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of jokes and comedy let's do this 11 second thing of biden and then we'll talk about it afterwards a lot of ways this dinner sums up my first two years in office I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. See, and he, first of all, he's not winging any of this. This is all written for him by speechwriters and shit. And they try to use the things that we use to make fun of him as like fun jokes, you know? But it's like, dude, you shouldn't be joking about the fact that you refuse to take questions from the press. And when you do, you've got them like written down on your little note card or whatever. Like that's not just randomly taking a question. They did the same thing with the Brandon stuff, you know? And I remember like the let's go Brandon meme, I guess, if you can call it like the whole thing started at the NASCAR thing. You know the story of that, right? Oh, yeah. 
and people were chanting fuck joe biden so then people started instead of saying fuck joe biden they would say let's go brandon and then all the democrats were like why are you guys such pussies why are you trying to like make it soft like if you want to say fuck joe biden just say it and it's like we were saying it that's the whole point of what we're saying like we're not trying to sneakily shit on Joe Biden. We're making fun of the fact that you guys tried to make it look like a whole crowd of NASCAR people weren't saying fuck Joe Biden. That's why we say let's go, Brandon, because you're the one that fucking made it up. Yeah. Plus, it's funnier and you can say it in front of children and, and you know, wherever you want. Right. You know, everyone knows what you're talking about everyone so anyway so that's what he like put on his aviator sunglasses or something and he was like i'm i'm getting i'm becoming dark brandon or something like that and they all cheered and laughed or whatever but it's like i don't even think joe biden knows exactly what he's doing so i can't really shit on him for just reading what's on the teleprompter in front of him but yeah i i still think that he's faking a lot of it just in case it ever goes you know yeah he's like way. A, like mayor adam west on family guy in the episode where cleveland becomes a therapist and he's sitting there with uh with mayor west and he's like mayor west like i think that that you're like a brutal murderer and i think that you use this fake stupidity to like get away with stuff or whatever and adam west like leans in close to him and he's like you're absolutely fucking right and then later in the episode then like mayor west busts in while cleveland's talking to peter and he's like uh like cleveland i just killed nine people and he's like covered in blood and he looks around and sees that other people are in there and he's like and i have ducks for shoes and then he just walks <laughs> out with like ducks, duct tape to his feet yeah, it's stupid, but yeah, but I, I I think that might be the case, dude. If it's even him, I mean, God, I don't know if you have any of those videos, but I saw one today, and I can't remember if I sent it to you or not. But I don't. We think talk about. Did. Oh yeah, no, it was I. It didn't have it in time. Yeah, we talk about it all the time anyway, but it does not look like the same dude. Not even close. It looks well, just the the thing. The difference between Trump and Biden is that people actually love Trump. Nobody loves Biden. People just like that Biden is anybody other than Trump, you know? Yeah. Like That's that what, video. Yeah. You want to watch it? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. It's gross. But I, I would go for it. Biden, but obviously I would prefer a fresher candidate. He announced this week. Were yeah. you excited by that? Uh, not particularly. I'm more interested in a progressive candidate. Despite having voted for Biden last time, 21-year-old yeah. Elena Symes couldn't point me to anything that would make her want to vote for him again, except... What do you like about Joe Biden? <laughs> um, uh, that he's not Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... I I saw that on Twitter the other day. Somebody posted, uh, they were like, tell me one good thing about Biden and don't use the name Trump in there anywhere. And it's yeah. like, nobody can, you know? Oh, he's he's got the lowest unemployment ever. And it's like, no, he doesn't. Like, he's created more jobs in the last two years than anybody in history. And it's like, no, he hasn't. Like a bunch yeah. of people lost their jobs because of COVID and a lot of people got those jobs back later. That's not a created job. 
but they still counted as that. It's the same thing. I wish we had video of it, but we don't have it today. But uh, the the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, said the other day, like, uh, illegal immigration is down 90%. And I think, what's the guy's name from Fox? Peter Ducey stood up and was like, how can you say that? You know, like, what are you, you're trying to say? And she's like talking through him. Like, if you'll just be quiet and let me talk, I'll explain to you what I meant. And it's like, you shouldn't have to explain what you meant. You sh just shouldn't say that because you know it's not true. But really, they just like changed the definition of a few things. And they're like, nope, no more illegal immigration because we're letting them all in. These are all illegal <laughs> immigrants. Yeah, Biden is the equivalent of like, uh, if I was a substitute teacher, I would just literally do nothing and i would just get through the classes and be like all right where's my paycheck and that's literally what he's doing and what he did during the um uh, what's it called when you're running for president and you're god why uh, can't i think of that campaign good lord gaither um but yeah like his entire campaign he would do he was just like so if i just stay in my basement you guys are going to take care of this and they're like yep just stay in your basement try to shut the fuck up as much as you can uh, try not to screw this up and uh, we'll take care of it. You'll be the president. And the the few times that he did talk, he, he put his foot in his mouth. That's when he did the the interview with the breakfast club. And he's like, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. And like if it's we have a thousand examples of this. But if Trump had said that his whole career is over, like they would have demolished his buildings and shit because of how terribly racist he was. But Biden says it and they're like, hey, like they don't even make excuses for it. They're just they just ignore it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There there are too many examples of uh, that shit to even even start on it. Um, where should we go next? Do you want to talk about the subway incident? Yeah, we've got a few videos of that. First, we'll just show this uh, news story about it. And, and the video I thought you were going to show was the heavyset girl. That yeah, um, that's that coming up. Do you want to oh, watch okay. that one first? Yeah, let's watch that because it it's equally annoying. It's probably worse. Yep. Or Biden. Neither. I mean, I Trump's the worst, but I also hate Biden. So you I don't, don't like Trump? Obviously not. Is there a reason why? There's a thousand. I'm gay. Um, I mean, he's the worst. I mean, there's a thousand reasons why. What are some of the you know bad things he did? Are you kidding me right now? What happened? Okay, I'm done. I was just, I was just curious. What are some of the bad things? Okay, no, fuck that. I'm good. That's what when I get in arguments with people, I, I always say like, tell me something bad about Trump without say without using the word just because people will say that all the time. I'm like, what do you hate about Trump? And they'll be like, he just, you know, or they'll say, yeah, but still. And I hear that all the time, too. Like, Trump fucking colluded with Russia. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And they're like, yeah, but still. Yeah, I, like, I mean, she... Yeah, but still. Like, he didn't do the thing that you think he did. But you still hate him as though he did the thing. Well, And she literally says, there's a thousand things. Okay, name one. She's like, uh, just fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. Like, right. well, what? Because there's a thousand. Many. I mean, a thousand is a pretty big number. You can't say one example. Well, I'm gay. Well, what's that have to do with anything? He's got gay people in his cabinet. I mean, what does that what does that have to do with anything? He's gay. Does he string up gay people? No. Just shut up. You have nothing. You've got nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. Like they just they equate Trump 
and this whole like trans thing that we've got going on. And that's, you know, they they clump everybody into the LGBT community when people are not people have nothing against the LGB community in in general. I'm, obviously, there's still people that are like, that ain't right. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, even the T's do whatever you want. Just fucking leave me alone about it. And they're like, why don't you leave us alone about it? And it's like, I will, as long as you aren't like, I don't know, taking your pants off in front of kids or anything. And they're like, well, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, okay, I don't know how to fucking have this argument with you if that's your stance, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I say in my act, excuse me, I got a bubble in my throat. I say in my act that um, I have nothing but empathy for someone who just genuinely feels like they're stuck in the wrong body and they're not trying to groom children or anything. They're just an adult and they're like, you know, I haven't felt right about my, I haven't felt comfortable in my own skin my whole life. I mean, I have empathy for people who genuinely feel like they're stuck in the wrong body as long as that's all there is to it. And um, then I go on to say some other things. But um, but th that's not that that's not even the problem that we have. It's that they're trying to force it down our throat and make us feel like like you've said a million times, like we can't be like, wow, that's kind of weird, you know, or weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like Florida passed that law that was like, you can't do uh uh, what's it called? Drag shows when children are present. And they had like a, a LGBT pride parade set up for like the following week or whatever. And they fucking canceled it. And it's like, did you cancel it because you wanted kids to be there and you wanted to do this shit in front of them? And now you can't like what? What other reason would you have? Like you would think their defense would be like, of course, we're not going to do any of this in front of kids. But yeah. instead, their argument is like, why not? What's wrong with it? And that's just the slippery slope that's going to lead us to to them fucking kids and being like, hey, if you don't accept this, then you're a bigot. This kid consented to this. And it's not even a kid. This is a 37-year-old, 5-year-old. He yeah. told me that he was 37. Yeah, they've been trying to normalize pedophilia for years, especially just in the little ways that they call, like, they, they saying child prostitution. It's not child prostitution, it's rape. If a kid's under a certain age, even if they're getting paid for it, it's still rape. You know, if you had sex with a girl who was underage, it'd be called statutory rape. So why is it, you know, why is it underage prostitution when they're... I don't know if that's making any sense, but you know what I mean? No, it makes sense. But you're like, no, it's fine. Like I, I paid this kid. So yeah. it's legal now. That reminds so, me of family guy too, where it's like the cops bust into a hotel room and they're like, you're paying this woman for sex. That's prostitution. You're under arrest. And the guy's like, no, I'm paying this woman for sex and we're filming it. So it's not <laughs> prostitution. It's porn. And they're like, Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's go back to talking about, uh, the subway deal and you've got video for it. Yeah. We'll just, uh, in case nobody knows what developments going on. in a controversial case right here in New York after a man died when he was put in a chokehold following an altercation on the subway. NBC's Stephanie Goss joins us now with these details. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hi, Hoda, good morning. This incident happened on Monday, but scrutiny has continued to grow as this video circulated. And yesterday, Jordan Neely's death was ruled a homicide. We should warn you, this video is disturbing. 
This morning, there is growing outrage and questions surrounding the death of a man on a New York City subway. This video obtained by NBC New York shows three subway riders subduing the 30-year-old man and one putting him in a chokehold. He later goes limp. The medical examiner ruled the death a homicide and says the cause was, quote, compression of neck, chokehold. The district attorney identified the man as Jordan Neely. A witness says that Neely got on the subway and began, quote, a somewhat aggressive speech, saying he was hungry, he was thirsty, that he didn't care about anything. He didn't care about going to jail. He didn't care that he gets a big life sentence. Police telling NBC News, quote, the 30-year-old male was engaged in a verbal dispute with a 24-year-old male, which subsequently escalated into a physical altercation. During a physical struggle between the two males, the 30-year-old male lost consciousness. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine writing that Neely was a subway entertainer who performed dance routines in costume as Michael Jackson. Levine adding, he always made people smile. Our broken mental health system failed him. He deserved help not to die in a chokehold on the floor of the subway. Police say the 24-year-old rider who put Neely into the chokehold was taken into custody for questioning and later released. He has not been publicly identified. Protesters gathered overnight to call for more action. No charges have been filed, but the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said it is under investigation and is a solemn and serious matter. The DA's office also said the investigation is being handled by, quote, senior experienced prosecutors and encouraged any witnesses to come forward. Yeah. And so the the senior prosecutor is the same fucking guy that's charging Trump with Stormy Daniels shit. That's Alan Bragg. He's like the main guy. So he's it's all political, you know? So that, yeah. hold on, we've got a couple videos of this because I wanted to talk about it a little bit. What's the second one? This is like just the cell phone video of the thing. I wonder if I can mute it. All right, so like there's, you can see there's a dude choking him, another dude holding his arms, and another guy like waiting to fucking get him in case anybody does anything. And then there's two girls that are just standing there watching. And if any of those people thought that this guy was being killed, they would be like, what are you doing? Like he's, he's had enough, let him go. But everyone on the subway realized like this dude was fucking causing trouble. And then I'm trying to find, I can't post it for whatever reason, but. Um, Didn't he have a knife? Didn't I hear that he had a knife? I don't know if that's the case or not. I mean, it seems like for them to get him down on the ground like that and put him in a chokehold, he had to be presenting some kind of danger, you know? No, he just, uh, he just appeared crazy and dangerous. He was a crazy subway guy. You've been in New York before, haven't you? Like, he's just one of those scary, crazy guys. And he's like, I need money and I don't give a fuck what happens to me. I'll go to jail for life. Like that kind of shit. And then somebody uh, after and then uh, uh, Andrea uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez posted like this guy was murdered. 
And then somebody on Twitter wrote a community note and the guy's name was Neely. And it said Neely had an active warrant. He was a repeat offender on the subway who had 44 previous arrests for assault, disorderly conduct and fare evasion. He was screaming and behaving erratically and threatening others, putting people in the uh, on the subway in danger, considering his past offenses. So I guess the defense of that would be none of those people necessarily knew that at the time. They just knew that it was a fucking crazy guy. But then that I did a little digging and uh, that led me to this video. That was another guy who choke holded a fucking guy on the subway a few years ago and they had him on the news and they were like, you're a hero. Now that guy is Adrian Kazmarek. He stepped in to defuse what could have been an uglier scene. He's a businessman. He runs the company Future Health LA, and he got the guy in uh, what appears to be a sleeper hold. It was lullaby time. There he goes, down, down, down. The passengers gave Kazmarek a standing ovation. And he's with us now in the studio. Welcome, Adrian Kazmarek. Take us back to that moment. So what were you thinking at the time? I mean, you saw the guy come up. It was uh, pretty threatening to other passengers, and you thought, I think I could take this guy? Well, when you're 6'3", 230 pounds, <laughs> um, you're kind of almost obligated to, to do something in a situation I like that. I can totally relate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you were my size, I'm sure you would have done the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you always see incidences like this, especially when you're doing public commuting. Right. Um, and a lot of times people just don't want to do anything because you're too scared. Sure. But there's really nobody around to help. You know, there's no security around and, and kind of nobody out there to, especially when See you're doing the dude in the back with holding his right. bike. Um, that dude's about to fucking hit him with his bike. Because like, you're too scared. Sure. But there's really nobody around to help. You know, there's no security around and, and kind of nobody out there to, to reach out. Granted, I mean, that guy not, uh, ch- choked him unconscious and then let him go. That's if if this guy from this most recent story is going to get charged with anything, it's going to be the fact that he just kept on choking the dude. Um, But, you know, who knows? Like, it's I guess the defense of the whole thing is like if the cops would have shown up within a, a minute or two, which is what should happen, you know, there should be a cop on every subway platform in the city, you know, but instead they're fucking going out and like i don't know i don't fucking know what they're doing honestly (laughs) but it goes along with the whole defund police and i don't know if you remember those videos of people like dumping buckets of water and stuff on the police and just like you ain't gonna do shit and the police are like you're right like we're not because we're not allowed to we'll fucking get fired or get charged with something like that's a that's a thing that i agree with trump on like these guys should get to do their jobs. But then I, I also kind of disagree because there are dickhead cops sometimes. It's like, dude, I did nothing wrong. And this guy beat the living shit out of me. Like those guys should get in trouble. So, you know, it's a it's a fine line. But the fact remains, like if cops are scared to be cops, then nobody's coming to save you, you know? And then you make it a gun-free zone on top of that, so nobody's armed, nobody can have any weapons or anything. So if somebody comes up and tries to do something to you, you have no choice but just to let them do it. Yeah. And this guy was like, no, you're fucking not. Not on this train. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, 
you know, I don't know exactly what the answer is for all the mental health, uh, the rampant mental health illness going on in this country, but maybe $113 billion would have gone, you know, you don't need that much money. <laughs> maybe take a, a half a percent of that and uh, allocate it towards the mental health in this country rather than sending it to Ukraine for God knows what reason. Um, yeah. But it's all, I mean, it's not when people say mental health, then you imagine somebody like sitting down with a therapist or whatever. But I mean, what most of these people need is to be in like padded rooms, like that kind of shit. Like you need to be in a hospital where you're not allowed to leave, like not like go to therapy once a week. Like that wouldn't have helped that dude. Like he was no. just like a fucking crazy person. And then people are doing the same thing with him as they did with, uh, every other victim of something shitty in the last several years. It's like, here's like the best nicest pictures of him that we could find. And here's him like just being a good, normal, nice guy. And it's like, yeah, but that's just because you have a picture of him being that way once doesn't mean that that's what he was doing at this time. You know? Yeah. There's pictures of Ted, you know, that's why Ted Bundy got away with what he did because he was, uh, I mean, not to compare that guy to Ted Bundy, but Ted Bundy was, you know, a good looking guy, according to all these women and, and such a nice person and and whatever. Um, that's not a good example at all. The, the thing that drove me crazy was Ariana Presley saying um, he was only so many young black men shouldn't be. Um, they should be able to grow old and they shouldn't be lynched on a subway. And I'm like, first of all, it, it's not like this was a hate crime where they're just like, hey, there's that black guy. Let's go fucking. Let's go yeah. kill him. Well, one they, of the guys holding him down was a black dude. So that's why they're not making. Well, I, I mean, I guess they still are trying to make race an issue in this. But it's like this was a team of people that all agreed that this guy needed to be fucking stopped. Uh, yeah. If anything, he'll get charged with like, I don't know if it's there's such a thing as accidental manslaughter, but something like that, you know, like involuntary. Involuntary. In there we go. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he might get charged with something, but I don't, I, I don't know. We'll yeah. have to wait and see, but you were just talking about something. Oh yeah. The, uh, mental health and whatnot. Let's listen to, uh, RFK jr. For 54 seconds. You want to? Sure. We've now committed $113 billion to the Ukraine for, for reference, the entire budget of EPA is 12 billion. The budget of CDC is 11 billion. We have 57% of Americans. We have a crisis here. We have a war on the poor. 57% of Americans cannot put their hand on $1,000 if they have an emergency. That's sad. One quarter of Americans go to bed hungry. We have 1.5 million veterans who are living below the poverty line. We have 33,000 veterans who are homeless. We have 27 veterans, 23 veterans a day who are killing themselves. The war on the poor is a blood war. Yeah, if, if, the, if, the, fucking, if the Democrats cared about having a viable candidate, somebody that could actually win and somebody that could actually do some good in the country, that's the guy they would pick. It wouldn't be Biden. They would tell Biden, sir, you've done your duty or whatever, but you need to you need to go on into greener pastures. That's the guy they would pick, but they're not going to because 
it's not about doing what's best for the country. It's about continue. It's about hiding what they've fucking done. Speaking of Obama and Clinton and all of the all of the people behind all of the shit show that America has become. That's what Joe Biden's role in all of this is. He's like, what's my agenda? What do I say? And they're like, say this, say that. We're going to do this and you're going to do that. And he's like, okay. And RFK Jr. is like, no, this is bullshit. This is, and that's why they're not going to debate him. That's why they censored him on ABC News recently. He said some stuff about the vaccine and, and uh, I can't remember what else they censored him about. Um, something about COVID, I think climate change maybe anyway they they just censored him they like kicked him off the program or whatever and then they just came on and said oh he said some crazy shit about xyz and that's why we had to get rid of him um but he you know if the democrats cared that's who and they would have done the same thing in the last election with like tulsi gabbard you know she was a good candidate she would have been for the democrats they don't care about that it's not about that no. <laughs> it's, so anyway sorry yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. What do we want next? The uh, uh, Hunter Biden thing or the Whoopi Goldberg thing? God, I can't stand Whoopi Goldberg. I can't believe right. I ever thought she was funny. Then let's get this out of the way. This is a party that says we believe in parents' rights. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that as a parent, I don't, I'm not smart enough to decide if my child and I need to have gender affirming. Our yeah. doctors are not involved. What is going on? So I can't, my, I can't decide what my kid reads. I can't decide yep. for my child what my child says is going on. Yep. You're telling me your beliefs, your and they keep saying it, and I keep saying, what Bible are you reading? Yeah. Because God was really clear. Very clear. God was really clear when he said, cut your son's dick off if, if he seems feminine. That's in the Bible. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, she's just, it's like, this yeah. This stuff doesn't seem insane. It it doesn't seem insane to me to be like, no, you, if you have a boy, it's a boy. If you have a girl, it's a girl. If they become an adult and want to do whatever they want, then that's fine. But you don't get to like, I'm 41 now looking back when I was eight or 10 or 15, like I wanted to be different things at the, at the time. I didn't want to be a, a girl but I wanted to be like stronger, smarter. Like I wanted to do like karate kid shit. I wanted to be a boxer. I wanted to like all of these things that I saw on TV. And I guess, I mean, I didn't have anybody at the time that was like, you're not a fucking boxer. So I, that's not a great example, I guess, but it's just, I think it has something to do with like, I just parents being like, you can be whatever you want. But at the same time, like, I don't think kids are coming up with this. Maybe they are now because they're hearing it everywhere. But when it first started, I mean, it's all just parents being like, you're, you're a little girl, Jimmy. And he's yeah, like, it, I? And they're like, it's don't an, you feel like a girl. And he's like, I get, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's an agenda. They've, they've snuck it into the, the uh, curriculum at their schools and, and started brainwashing them by the time they're in kindergarten. And, and then they get to middle, middle school and high school. And all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I think I'm a, I'm a girl. And I have friends who have told me that their kid has decided they're not the sex they were born. And, and I'm like, dude, I, 
if that's true and you got to support them as best you can and love them as much as you can, you know, no matter what, but I don't think they came up with that on their own. I think that they've been told that enough over the years that eventually they started to feel that way or whatever. I don't know. I don't pretend to know as far as how they actually feel, but um, I think it's just a trend, you know, that's why the percentages haven't gone up with like, 40 and 50 year olds, you know, if all of a sudden all the trans stuff is like, it's totally cool and totally acceptable, then you would have all these 30, 40 and 50 year olds being like, I've been the opposite sex all along. And I'm so glad that I can finally admit it now, but that's not what's happening. Instead, you're just having like an influx of junior high and high school and college kids being like, I'm the opposite sex. And it's all just because their friends are like, wait, you're, you're a white Christian male and you're straight. Like, that's not cool, dude. And the guy's like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to, all right, fine. I'll be gay or I'll be a girl, I guess, or whatever, you know, like, just don't, don't kick me out of the club. Don't make my other friends mad at me or anything. Like it's peer pressure, you know? Yeah. And it bothers me too, that they don't, they, you don't see the stories about the kids who do those, you know, transition or whatever, and then end up depressed and committing suicide and all that. They don't shine a light on that, just like they don't shine a light on all the women who get abortions and then suffer with depression the rest of their life, you know, and there's a huge amount of people that are in that category um, when it comes to trans and abortion, but you never hear about that. And it's just fucking gross the world we live in right now, man, that that they that everything is such a huge lie, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think the the moral behind all of it is they're just saying, like, America is just terrible. The world is terrible and life itself is terrible. Like the I think it was Delaware. Maybe they uh, a few states have passed it where you have like the right to die. Uh, I forget what they call it, but basically you can go to a doctor and they'll kill you. And it's, you know, right now it's for like uh, terminally ill people, people that are definitely going to die in three years and they don't want to live the, the last three deteriorating shitty years. So they go in and, and get the lethal injection or whatever. And and I can see pros and cons of that. But uh, but what it's going to lead to, obviously, that that's not their ultimate goal. Their ultimate goal is just to be like, look, if life sucks, just come in here. We can fucking end it. Yeah. And then they also passed a thing where they said uh, it, it's similar to the California thing about uh, trans kids and stuff like California. I don't know if they've if like the governor has signed it, if it's been passed or if it's just an idea floating around. But I read something about. Uh, like say you live in Texas, like your wife can take your kid to California and uh, give them like hormones or whatever, estrogen, whatever the case. And you're not legally allowed to get them back. Like California is a safe haven for trans people or whatever they call it, gender affirming care and that kind of shit. And Delaware is doing the same thing with suicide stuff like you can come from any other state go to delaware and they'll fucking kill you if you want to that's so that's so gross and how how what happened to parents rights like i can't believe that 
I mean, those are the things you hear and you're like, that can't be true. And you look into it and it is. And you're like, how, how, how the but, fuck did they sneak that past the goalie? You know, that, that's the argument is like, what are a parent's rights? Is does the parent have the right to be like, you're not a fucking girl, Jimmy, or do they have the right to be like, you sure are a girl, Jimmy. Like either both of those things are on opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're both a, a parental rights issue. So I don't really know. That's like the Tim pool thing that I've mentioned before, where it's like a religious family is like, you know, my kid has cancer, but we're going to just pray it away. And we're like, no, nah, the government should make that family give that kid cancer treatment. And it's like, I don't know. Should they? Cause it's, it's all in the same line of thought, you know, of like, we know what's best for your kid and we'll decide. So I don't know. That's why there's no like yes or no answer to a lot of shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I never even thought about that particular, I mean, we've talked about that a little bit, so I guess I've thought about it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, Jesus, you can, I guess there's an argument for everything, you know? Um, but fuck, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is. So um, I don't know. But then, uh, you know, like uh, the I, I read a thing about a Missouri guy who wanted to uh, like lower the age of consent to 12. Did you hear that whole thing? No. And, and the, the dude talked about it later and other people talked about it. And they're like, this guy's not saying like a 40 year old can now go fuck a 12 year old. He's saying that if a, a 14 year old and a 12 year old hook up, like neither of them are committing a crime. Like they can get in trouble with their parents or whatever. But like, you know, a hundred years ago, people got married when they were 12 and 13 and 14 or whatever, you know, like it wasn't that out of the ordinary a hundred years ago. And now it's like, like kids are mature enough to chop their dicks off, but they're not mature enough to have a boyfriend when they're 13. Like it's just, it's all contradictory bullshit, but I'll admit like I'm contradictory about it on the other end also. Cause I'm like, that's sure. If you're 13 and you get knocked up in junior high school, like, yeah, you should be able to marry the guy that knocked you up. If he's a teenager too, like you guys just started your life early and now you're married with kids. So fucking deal with it. But it's and not did, like we need to protect this kid's childhood. So let's kill that baby and send the dude to jail. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And did you mean, did you mean like an 18 year old and a 12 year old? Or did you mean to say 14 and 12? No, I meant to say 14 and 12, like kids in school together. That's the point that the Missouri guy was making. Like if, as it is right now, like a 14 year old, if, a, if his 13 year old girlfriend like sends him nudes or something, then that 14 year old is in possession of child pornography and he can fucking go to jail. And this guy's like, dude, we're, we're both equal to each other. Like we're the same age. Like I'm not doing anything creepy or anything like, it's just, I'm in, I'm in junior high school, you know, like yeah. I can remember, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but I can remember a chick, uh, getting fingered on the bus when we were in like fifth grade and we were all just like, what is going on? Like I had, I've never, I didn't even see boobs or anything until I was like 17, you know, but <laughs> different kids grow up at, at different ages or different rates, you know, but that still yeah. doesn't, there's no 
logic for an adult to be with a kid like and maybe there's a gray area if like the the girl is 16 and the guy's like 19 like i could see some wiggle room there where it's like dude we're in love like we've been together since i was 16 and she was 13 or whatever the case you know like so there's there's got to be wiggle room on all of it but the gist of it comes down to like if you're an adult you can't fuck a kid in the story yeah well, and that's why, you know, 18-year-olds shouldn't be with 14-year-olds. Like, yeah, maybe at one point in time that was acceptable or whatever. But now, I mean, there's a big difference between being 13 or 14 and being 18. If you're 18 dating a 13-year-old, um, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but that's also like I knew seniors that dated freshmen. And so that's not quite 13 to 18. It's maybe like 15 to 18. But like, but even then it was still like, dude, come on. Why are you taking advantage of this freshman? Like she don't know any better. Yeah. So even then I realized the creepiness of it, but I don't know, man. Shit's weird. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else. Oh, well, we've got this, which has, uh, I think it was on either yesterday or the day before, and I haven't heard anything about it since. So. We have a Fox News alert. It is a big one. A federal indictment against Hunter Biden now appears imminent. The president's son could be arraigned as early as tomorrow. He could wind up going to prison. The Washington Post is now reporting that prosecutors are now nearing a decision on felony tax charges and gun charges after meeting with Hunter Biden's lawyers late last week. So make no mistake, tensions are very are very high in the White House right now, I think, is I don't know why I cut that off. But but I haven't heard anything about that since then. And and that's this is like the pathetic bullshit part of it where we're like, dude, hunters on video, like with crack whores and fucking maybe underage girls and definitely like sex trafficking organizations and stuff. And they're like, yeah, but also he didn't pay his taxes. And it's like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, let's get these guys on these big deals. But uh, I don't know if you saw the thing that uh, Senator Grassley put out the other day. Um, hold on here. Let's see if it's still up. I can't stand Sean Hannity, by the way. No, me neither. And I also saw today that Fox, or heard, I don't know where I saw it, but Fox News, their ratings are down 52% since they got rid of Tucker Carlson. That's a lot, dude. Yeah, that is a lot. I don't but know where I, the thing is now. I wanted to find... He put out an actual... A letter or a memo or something. Oh, Grassley to Garland. Oh, no, that was in 2022. Where's the new one? I don't know. I don't know. He put out a thing that was like, uh, we've got pretty good evidence that... Uh, that the FBI has been concealing evidence that Joe Biden is actually guilty of like taking bribes and shit from foreign actors when he was vice president or something like, uh, so we want you to give us that, or we're going to do congressional shit to, to figure it out. And he sent a letter of that to like, whoever the fuck is the guy is. Yeah. I know that Biden came out and said he was running again, but, I bet before that happens that he doesn't end up running. I bet they get rid of him somehow because I think even they want to get rid of him. 
And I yeah. also think it would be easier for them to cheat if they did bring in someone like like Michelle Obama. And I bet at the Obama at the Obama residence, I bet he's like, "Sugar, if you don't do this, they're gonna fucking nail me for all the shit I did when I was president." She's like, "Oh, you'll be fine," or he, whatever. And uh, I don't know. I would just love to be a fly on the wall in that household. Well, I think if Biden starts uh, like pardoning people then you'll know that he's not going to be president much longer after that. So if he like, you know, gives a presidential pardon to Obama, for example, then I don't know. <laughs> That's well, a whole can of worms, I guess, but can't he just pardon his piece of shit son? I guess he could, but I don't, I'm honestly, I don't know how it all works, you know? And I guess he's still banking on the fact of like, he didn't do anything wrong. So what, what, why would I pardon him for anything? But maybe yeah. if he does end up getting charged and stuff, then maybe he will pardon him. But then we'll find out that he was an illegitimate president the whole time and didn't even have pardon powers to begin with. We should talk about that next week, about how weird Biden's inauguration was and like the the how they were supposed to do like a 21-gun salute and you're supposed to be sworn in by like a decorated general and shit and they did like 13 cannon shots and then the guy that swore him in like had a general outfit on but he didn't have any of the pins or the ribbons or whatever you're supposed to have he was just a dude in a shirt and it's like this none of this seems real to me so that's why even then i was like i don't even know if biden's president i don't even know if it's real well, I followed that guy, Derek Johnson, today on Twitter. I never get on Twitter, but I'm going to start getting back on there a little bit. Um, Twitter's the place to be now, dude. Like, that's yeah. where I go for most of my news. Like, if I see a news story anywhere else, then I'll search it on Twitter, and then inevitably somebody will have posted about it, and then somebody will have written community notes about it underneath, which is how you find, like, not necessarily the 100% truth, but you find, like, the consensus a lot because they they may it's not a percentage thing the way like reddit or whatever else you know it's not an upvote downvote system with community notes it's like it bases it on shit that you voted on before so if you voted like on pro trump shit for months and months and somebody writes a pro trump thing that's not true and you're like yeah actually this was not true then it's like oh, this guy loves Trump and he agrees that this isn't true. So we're going to put that community note out there because of the way that this guy's voted in the past. We know that even if, you know, if this dude loves Trump so much and he even admits that this isn't true, then it can't be true. Right. Well, that Derek Johnson guy, the reason I brought that up is because Derek Johnson is the one that brought all that stuff that you were just talking about a minute ago about um, Biden's presidency not being real and that Trump's right. still the president and all that. And I understand why people think that's crazy and the conspiracy and all that shit, but how great would it be if it was? And and again, like I said, my little clip that I thought was going to go viral there, not, not viral, but I it should have done a lot better than it should have, than it did rather. Um I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm a truth again. I think the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are both uh, full of shit. And I think two-party system is stupid. And we've said that a million times on this podcast. But this podcast is not about just, even though the the left or the Democrats are way more corrupt, I think, than the, than the Republicans these days, 
I think it's on both sides and I think it goes way back and is way deeper than people even realize. I saw some stuff today about um, the space shuttle blowing up back in the 90s or whenever that was, the 80s, the Challenger, about how that was all bullshit. And, and I don't know if it's true, but some of the stuff I was reading was like, man, is it true? Is anything, can we believe anything? You know, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, and they say like, uh, you know, history is written by the victors. So like if there's a war, whoever wins the war gets to tell you the story of what the bad guys were doing. And the bad guys don't get to chime in and be like, actually, we were just doing this because most of them are dead or they're like out of power or whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen shit that at, when I first start watching it, I'm like, all right, obviously World War Two, we were on the right side of things. They were the bad guys. And then you watch these stories of these terrible things that american and british soldiers were doing to like innocent german towns and shit and it's like all right well that was definitely bad if that really happened but still like we were the good guys the whole time and then we were the sorry i was just gonna say we were the good guys but what they don't tell you is who brought hitler to power in the first place like that wasn't just him being this magnanimous personality there were powers that be some say prescott bush who funded the Nazi party and brought them to what they became. It wasn't just because after world war one, Germany was decimated. It wasn't, it was in no position to become the, the world power that it became in such a short amount of time. And there's no freaking way it could have happened without somebody funding the Nazi party, which is what happened. That's the kind of stuff you don't hear about history is that war is big money and they fund both sides of it. And, that, that's the part we don't get to hear, you know, and you just grow up thinking, oh, the Germans were were Nazis and they were evil at one point. And well, how'd they get that way? That's what you don't get to hear. Yeah. And how many of them like really bought into all of it? And I mean, it's like now, you know, America has, a, well, allegedly we have a Democrat president and we have like majority Democrats, obviously, because we had to vote in that president. So, I mean, if you're in another country somewhere and you're like, man, America is just all Democrats and we're over here being like, no, we're fucking not like uh, most of us aren't even that way at all. So I wonder how many Germans at the time were like, dude, I don't buy into this Nazi shit, but I got a good job and I don't know what I'm just trying to feed my family and shit, you know? Well, I will say that I've noticed a lot of people that I think used to be way more Democratic or whatever. than, than, than they are now. Like when I put up that thing yesterday, a lot of people uh, agreed with that little 20 second clip that I put up that a year ago, I don't think they would have agreed. I don't think they would have even bothered to hit the like button, you know, but I think they're like, eh, I think he might be onto something, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a very uh, middle of the road thing that you said. So it's not like, I mean, Democrats and Republicans can listen to that and be like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like they're just trying to fuck us and they're trying to divide us. And they there's a a few there's a handful of people who run everything and they make it seem like we're in charge of our decisions and stuff. I joked about that years ago about like like you can pick whoever you want for president. Anybody in, in all of America can be your president, but it has to be one of these two people. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not anybody that I want. 
Like you're still giving me the choices and telling me it's like telling a little kid, like, do you want ice cream or do you want a cookie? You can't have both. And the kid's yeah. like, I choose cookie. And then the kid's like, I get to pick my own dessert. Well, and they always come out of nowhere. Even Obama pretty much came out of nowhere. I mean, he was a senator, but all of a sudden, here's the guy. You know, they're like, well, okay. Well, and and with him especially, if anyone was like, yeah, but isn't he the guy who did this? He, oh, you're a racist. Well, fuck, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, which is why I think they know that Michelle would be one of their aces in the hole. I mean, there's so many things that they could just claim that you're being if you're not down with michelle obama right and if you question anything about her and they're like uh mrs obama do you have any experience in this at all like we saw how poorly hillary did being a former president's wife like are you gonna do better than hillary and they'll be like racism well and unfortunately too you have a lot of people who think obama was great and that he would just be in her ear about everything and it would essentially be another presidency for him. So the, you, I, I think it, for them, it would be a very smart move. I hope they don't make that move. I just shudder to think what this country is going to, the direction it's going to go to. And again, not because it's a Democrat necessarily, but it's a very, in my eyes, corrupt Democrat. Um, yeah. That, that is the, she has a lot to help her husband hide, you know? So that would be interesting though, if she became president and then pardoned her husband for whatever happens to come up. But I think the the best chance of, of what's going to happen next is I don't know if Biden will survive the rest of his term. I think he, he could just have like a, you know, he died in his sleep sort of thing. And, and then, Kamala is our president and I don't know what's going to happen then. Maybe she'll, uh, you know, if she's president for a year, then she's going to have to know, like even the Democrats are going to end up hating her because of how bad she is. So she might as well fucking, you know, send in the missiles or start the war or do whatever fucking crazy thing need that the Democrats need to be done. Yeah. And she can be the one that does it. And then afterwards, they can all be like, ah, you know, we didn't like her either, but she was president. We got to do what president says. Yeah. Who knows? Well, um, we should probably wrap this up unless there's something else you want to say. Um, look over my little list here. I think we've covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think we did all of the videos also, unless. Yeah, no, I had a, there's a Caitlyn Jenner video and a Tucker Carlson video, but neither of them are, are newsworthy or topical necessarily. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. Well, I mean, you can play the Tucker if you want to, or either one of them, I don't give a shit, but. Uh, This is just Tucker being, this is another thing that was put out by like media matters. And they're like, see what a piece of shit Tucker is. But it just, I don't know. We'll don't have to answer it. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer. It's personal. I'm not speaking of you, but more in general of ladies. When they go to the ladies' room and powder their noses, is there actually nose powdering going on? Sometimes. Ooh. I like the sound of that. Most of the time it's lipstick. Do pillow fights ever break out? You don't have to. Not, in, have the, to, not no. in the back. Okay, not in the back. Okay. <laughs> That'd be more a dorm activity. Okay. This is not in the territory. I'm sorry, 
So you are such a good sport, such a good person. Thank you. I know you do, but you do not deserve that, and I mean it with great affection. I got you, man. Which way do you want to go? Yes, ma'am. Sorry. Let me tune in. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer it. That's it. They put yeah. out like five of these now where they're like, see what a piece of shit he is. And I'm like, it seems like he's just being fun and playful with his makeup lady. Yeah. Who's clearly older and he's not like flirting with her. He's just, I don't know. Yeah, especially the- smiling and like, and, uh, I don't know. Like I haven't, I, I tried finding all the videos, but we were running short on time. And uh, yeah, there's like five of them. If you search on Twitter, you can find, of them being like, here's another one. Like he's going to regret saying this. And he's like, I don't regret any of that. Like I was just fucking around. He had like Pierce Morgan on and he was like, Hey, if we're going to talk about sex, can we get into like technique a little bit? And Pierce Morgan laughed and Tucker laughed and like some producer laughed and that was about it. And they're like, see what a pervert he is. Yeah. They're, they're totally reaching. It's very disappointing to me when I see, even some of my fellow comedians saying shit about Tucker Carlson. I'm just like, God, it it's, makes me so sad how freaking dumb you guys are about the things that are really happening in this country. At least the way I see it. Maybe I'm the dumb one. But Mate, Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Maybe we are the fucking idiots and everybody else is like, no, Joe Biden's good. Trump's evil. Tucker's evil. Fucking... RFK Jr. is a is a conspiracy theorist piece of shit, but Biden is good. Biden's a, a strong fatherly figure and he loves us. Yeah. Well But I I don't, I don't yeah. think that that's I don't think that's what's happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we wouldn't have done 37 episodes of these and uh you know, I, I I'm not God. I don't freaking know everything, but I do have a good radar for certain things and all this stuff just reeks of bullshit to me and and the more stuff i learn about things and it's been this way ever since i learned what i feel is the truth about 9-11 at least the official story being bullshit now everything i see i'm like that's never made sense to me and now it's all becoming clear that it's all just been a freaking lie pretty much so all right. All right, well, buddy. That's a good place to wrap it up. Everything's bullshit and everybody's lying to us all the time, except us here on the uh, soon to be retitled Nonsense Truth Akin podcast. That's right. All right, buddy. Well, thanks, man. No problem. And we are ending now. Mm-hmm.